anything special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard round the world. Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry, and John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boys, David Crockett. I'm Lee. From the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, Miss F, Don't Tread on America. Your host, Don Q. It's Thursday. Let's rock it. everybody doing out there Terry it is Thursday October 26th 2023 it's almost Halloween (laughs) all right how is everybody doing out there today I hope everyone is doing fantabulous Uh, like I said I'm Don Q I'm here to bring you a show I don't know what I'm going to talk about so let's talk about Israel all right so first of all no I'm joking uh, guys, a couple things real quick. Uh, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, please make sure you subscribe, you follow, you like, you whatever the button is there, you know, the plus, you know, whatever, you, you know. And then make sure, equally as important, you share this show with your friends. If you're listening to the Sultry Sounds of the PCGC on Apple, iTunes, and or the Spotify app, please Give me a five-star rating, and uh, I think on iTunes you can do a review. I think if I start getting some reviews, good or bad, hell, I don't care, I'll, I'll go ahead and read some of those out to you. Um, and and I'll, let me let me click on here real quick. Let me go to the the iTunes McGillicuddy here. Where are we at? There we are. Don't trade on Marika. Let me go down here to the... To the uh, to the reviews. Here we go. Okay, so this was uh, September 27th, 2023. Uh, you will learn that Social Security birth certificates is a gateway of being enslaved. The new word for it is yet property of the United States, Inc. Great episode. I know people personally who do not have the first... Um, have. I'm, I'm assuming that's supposed to be birth certificate and Social Security, and they're fine because they don't... They, uh, because you know what they're not in debt to, slaves. And that was a five-star review from, uh, let me see here, a Don Cord. Oh wait, no, it's a, I, I don't even can Cansano. I don't know. It's probably just some kind of, you know, whatever. Uh, overall, great information and very entertaining. He says, "Thank you, sir, ma'am, whoever." Um. You know, then I've got, I really haven't had many reviews. I mean, we've had plenty, you know, of ratings. Um, but the reviews, I, I'm telling y'all, I'll read them. I don't care if they're good or bad. So here's another one. Great show. General Mackey. He says, I stumbled upon this gem and really enjoyed the content. Keep up the good work. Then, then there's assholes, right? Drunk and stupid is no way to go through life. And yet these guys seem to have never gotten the memo. If ignorant diatribes is your thing, I guess you could check these cretins out. But if you prefer something approaching uh, basic cognition, 
Uh, you know, if he could spell and punctuate, it'd be a little easier to read. And at least a passing... No- oh, actually, let me, let me start over. Okay. I'm going to read it just like it's wrote. If ignorant diatribes are your thing, I guess you could check these cretins out. But if you prefer something approaching basic cognition and at least passing acknowledgement of the shared reality we inhabit, you probably want to look and listen elsewhere, period. That was one sentence, by the way, uh, Dirklin. That, that was like a paragraph. Dirklin. Uh, who's this one? Great show. Even if you're not listening to this podcast, you are... If you're not... How do I read this? If you're not listening to this podcast, are you even American? Hello? Five star. So, so on and so forth. Such a refreshing show, getting better every day. So... You send them, I'll read them. I don't know that you can do reviews on any other um, situation. Spotify, think it just gives you an option to hit whatever star, five star, you know, four star, one star, whatever. Um, this show is uh, has a four point six on the Richter scale on Spotify. Thank you guys. And why is that such a big deal? I don't know. I'm asking. Any y'all know? The reason is, is the higher the ratings, if, if you can maintain a four and a half, five, you know, five star rating, um, like I said before, I'm being shadow banned basically because of the logo. I'm not changing the logo. I'm not changing the name of the show. It is what it is. It's don't tread on Marika, damn it. America. It's don't tread on America, damn it. <laughs> and uh, and flags the flag. It is what it is. Sorry about your luck. Um, so I need you guys to please help. You know, the the loyal uh, DTOM army out there. Keep sharing with your friends, with your like-minded people. Uh, if you're talking to a stranger in a store and they have the same feelings as you, say, hey, you know what? I got a show. Do you listen to podcasts? Yeah, I listen to, uh, you know, Bongino. I listen to Tim Pool. I listen to Poso. I listen to whoever. I got a show for you. He's just a dude with a full-time job and a part-time podcast. A regular guy like the rest of us. I'm not getting paid. I'm not beholden to any entity but myself and the DTOM store. So while you're on the app, guys, please check out the DTOM store. Um, free shipping. Okay? Free shipping anywhere in the United States. Uh, for those of you outside the United States, you, you can use promo code DTOM. Get 10% off. That'll help a little bit. Uh, I got a thing from Printify. That's who makes my stuff. And um, I, I haven't read the whole email, so I probably shouldn't be saying this. But, you know, <laughs> what are you going to do, right? Uh, but it said something about marking down prices on some of the shirts. Um, and and it's under the guise of giving you, me, more profit. And here's what I'm going to do. That doesn't take effect until October 31st. So that's next Tuesday. As soon as I see what those pricings are and how it works... I'm going to drop the price on those shirts. I don't care. I don't want to say I don't care about profits because that's not good business. But I don't care about increasing my profits. I just want to sell some shirts. I want to sell some stickers. I want to sell some hoodies. And the reason I want to do that is because I'm broke and I need money. No. The reason I want to do that is to get the word out. You guys buy a shirt, tank top, hoodie, Whatever, you slap a sticker on your car, your truck, your Jeep, whatever you drive. And it gets the word out. People are like, what is, what is Don't Trade on Marika? America. Is that Marika? Me, Rika. America. Um, check it out. Podcast. It's awesome. Listen to it. The money that I do make from that stuff is really just going into paying for the store, paying for this website, paying for the, um, the Podbeam app to be able to produce the show. That's it. I'm not putting any of this money in my pocket. I swear to you when I say that. All right. And also, guys, if you are on social media, check us out. We are Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker. Put up a couple new drink videos. I'm going to do another one hopefully this week, maybe this weekend. Um, So check it out. Um, Basically, the TikTok that I do is all drinks. I'm not even going to lie. You know I like whiskey. You know I like bourbon. So if you do too. Check it out. Learn how to make a couple drinks. And uh, if you're not on those, we are on the Twitter X machine at DTOM underscore 1775. And me personally, PCGC underscore 1775. You can follow us at any of those situations. If you are not on social media, that's fine. I get it. 
Check us out at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. From any of those situations, you can message me directly. You can email me, whatever the case may be. If you have any questions, concerns, show ideas, t-shirt ideas, so on and so forth, send them my way. Uh, if it's a t-shirt idea and I and I decide to make it and it sells and makes money, you know, maybe we'll split the profits. How's that sound? All right. Good news, guys. Good news. Good stinking news, I guess. We have a new Speaker of the House. You probably heard this. This happened yesterday afternoon. Uh, his name is Mike Johnson. He is a Republican from Louisiana. And like many of you, you're when I just told you the name, if you didn't know about this, you might be thinking, who the hell is Mike Johnson? <laughs> right? Um, and I had to do research because I don't know who the fuck. I'm not from Louisiana. Um, so those of you folks that are from Louisiana, maybe you might not even know who Mike, jo Mike Johnson is unless you happen to be in his district. Like in Florida, I, I don't know. There's a pretty good amount of Congress people out of this state. <laughs> I couldn't tell you half of them. Seriously. And that's because if they're not your congressman or woman, you probably don't know who they are. So there's probably a small, minute amount of the American public who actually know who Mike Johnson is. I am not one of them. So we'll move to the next story. All right. So what's next here? No, I'm joking. Uh, so Mike Johnson, who is he? Who is he? What does he do? He is uh, the new Speaker of the House. So here are a few uh, key facts about Representative Mike Johnson, the Republican lawmaker for Louisiana's 4th District, who was elected Wednesday as a new Speaker of the House of Representatives. Johnson is a constitutional lawyer who began his career as a college professor before going on to become a conservative media pundit. After serving for two years in Louisiana state legislature, he was elected to the House of Representatives in 2017, the year Donald Trump was sworn in as president. Throughout his congressional career, Johnson, who has served as vice chairman of the House, Re House Republican Conference and deputy whip for his party, has made a name for himself as one of Trump's most loyal supporters. In the run-up to January 6, 21, the day the Capitol was ransacked by an armed mob of election deniers, Johnson fueled unfounded conspiracy theories alleging a rigged election. Armed mob of election deniers. Was anyone armed? I, I don't recall that being a situation, but take the source, okay? I like using these... these left-leaning sources so you can see and hear how idiotic these fools are. Anyway, uh, he joined other hard-right lawmakers in voting against certifying the results of the 2020 election. Trump endorsed Johnson for speaker in a recent post on X, writing, In 2024, we'll have an even bigger and more important win. My strong suggestion, suggestion is to go with a leading candidate, Mike Johnson, and get it done fast. Ooh, that one went down the wrong side. All right. Representative. <laughs> I'm okay, I promise. <laughs> Represent. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> See, that's what you get for being a funny guy drinking whiskey like that. Anyway, Representative Kevin Hearn of Oklahoma dropped out of the race for speaker on Tuesday and offered his support for Johnson. He says, I want everyone to know that this race has gotten a to the point where it's gotten a little crazy, he said. Uh, this is more about people right now than it is than it should be. This should be about America and America's greatness. For that, I stepped aside and threw my support behind Mike Johnson. I think he'd make a great speaker. And Johnson announced his bid on in a post on X. He said that he is not considered running... <laughs> that was nice, Don. Thanks. Until several colleagues encouraged him to. If Johnson, the hard right lawmakers who out uh, ousted Representative McCarthy of California, have their compromise after Jim Jordan and Steve Scalise bids fail, and the rest of the House as a leader ending weeks of deadlock. Great. Congratulations, Michael Johnson. So, there we go. Now, let the Michael bashing. Michael, where is my cursor? There it is. 
Can we move the ad out of the way so I can read the fucking article? Jesus Christ. There you go. So, with that being said, let the conspiracy theories bashing of Mike Johnson that uh, I would garner a guess that 85% of the country doesn't even know who the fuck this guy is. I'm not bashing Mike Johnson. I'm just proving a point. New U.S. House Speaker tried to help overturn the 2020 election, raising concerns about the next one. This is from AP. This is this morning. The new leader of one of the chambers of uh, Congress that will certify the winner of next year's presidential election helped spearhead the attempt to overturn the last one, raising alarms that Republicans could try to subvert the will of the voters if they remain in power despite safeguards enacted after the 21 attack on the Capitol. Boom, boom. Mike Johnson, Louisiana congressman who was elected Speaker of the House on Wednesday after a three-week standoff among Republicans, um, took the lead in a final brief in a lawsuit that sought to overturn Biden's 2020 presidential election win that that claim widely planned, or panned, I should say, by legal scholars of all ideologies was quickly thrown out by the U.S. Supreme Court after the 2020 election. Johnson also echoed some of the wilder conspiracy theories pushed by then Donald, uh, President Trump to explain his away his loss. Johnson voted against certifying Biden even after the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Johnson's role three years ago was relevant not only because the Speaker is second in line of the presidential succession after the Vice President. The House Johnson now leads will also have to certify the winner of the 24 presidential election. Which means he's going to just say, President Trump! That's what they're saying. <laughs> you don't want people... This is... Uh, who's this? California... This is... Uh, you. This person says... I'll get to who it is. Uh, Rick Hazen. You don't want people who falsely claim the last election was stolen to be in a position to decide who won the next one. Um, okay. Quick. Quick little thing here, guys. I, I'm not the smartest man on this earth, and I am no by no means a political scholar. I've said this... Hundreds, hundreds of times on this show. I'm yet but a regular person, just like everyone else listening to the show. I uh, I work a full-time job. I do a part-time podcast. I'm just an American. I do have a sexy voice, and I understand that. And you're welcome for that, by the way. But <laughs> last time I checked, <clears throat> the Speaker of the House doesn't decide who the fucking president is. Now... I'm not 100% on that, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> that that person doesn't make that choice. Anywho, on Wednesday, he flagged another worry about Johnson, who is a constitutional lawyer. He says, Johnson is more dangerous because he's wrapped up in an attempt to subvert the election over uh, outcomes in uh, lawyerly and technical language. Last year's Congress revamped the procedures uh, for how presidential win is certified, making it harder to object in the way that Johnson and 146 other House Republicans did on January 6th. But there is a conservative school of thought that no legislation can control how Congress oversees the certification of presidential win. All the all that counts is the Constitution's broad granting of power to ratify the elect. So, in other words, they fixed it so it can't be done, but yet this moron says, you're going to put this dude in charge of choosing who the president is. Obviously, obviously, uh, what's his name? Rick Hasen, law professor of UCAL. You don't know fucking dick and pussy. Anyway, is there anything else to this stupid ass article? How? <laughs> yes, there is. The House in January of 25 will be filled with the winners of previous November's election. There are no guaranteed a Speaker Johnson would remain in power. To be sure, it would be difficult for the Speaker to change any of the results. The Vice President went, blah, 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 like what I just said. Um, so the question is, when all of this pre... Okay, what was it? Uh, shush. Gallete la boca. When all of this McCarthy crap started, okay, I think we're on day 
25, 8, 9, 10, whatever, I don't know. Uh, you know, Matt Gates stood up after the the CR bill was passed by Congress to do whatever for the funding and yada, yada, yada. That pissed off a lot of people. And uh, when, when McCarthy was given the speakership two years ago, year and a half, whatever it was, um, it was under the guidelines that you would not be so uh, submissive to Democratic lawmakers and you wouldn't do this and you wouldn't do that. And he's done all that and he hasn't done the promises that he made. They also passed a law that says one person in Congress can propose the ousting of the speaker, which Matt Gates did. They voted on it. He's gone. Everyone wants to blame Matt Gates for that. Cool. But he still got voted out. It's not like Matt Gates fired him. It's not like Matt Gates, who the fuck, I mean, I know who Matt Gates is, but point being is, who is Matt Gates? It's not like he just walked up to McCarthy and said, you're out of here, buddy. It didn't work like that. He proposed a resolution to have the dude ousted as speaker, and everyone voted on it, and they all agreed. So, whatever. Um, the question is, why Mike Johnson? Like, like I said, who is Mike Johnson? So, you know he's obviously a Trump. I think his nickname I saw on Twitter and, and on TikTok was MAGA Mike. And that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. This was him. I think this was like a year. This was a while ago. This was probably. this. I think this was while Trump was still in office. And uh, he was on Tucker Carlson. If you remember, that was a show on Fox. It was rather popular. Tucker, Tucker Carlson. If you know who he is, he used to have a show. <laughs> but anyway, this is him on there. And they're discussing uh, Trump's. Uh, State of the Union when fucking Cackles McGee back there ripped up the paperwork. So you were obviously watching there at the State of the Union. Um, when you saw the speaker rip the president's <laughs> speech into pieces, did you take that as a sign of, of politeness, as an, as an expression of kindness and friendship? No, of course not. I mean, it was a shameful display. It was stunning, really, to many members uh, sitting in the House. It was totally unprecedented. It was shameless, and it was also unlawful, Tucker. Um, you know, a lot of people have been talking about this the last 48 hours, and I did a little legal memo to point out to my colleagues that she actually committed a felony when she tore that, that paper up. It wasn't just any copy of the State of the Union address. It was the copy, the original. And we have over two centuries of custom and tradition and, of course, the Constitution that calls for the State of the Union address. Uh, that, that when the president delivers the copies to those top legal officers, the two top legislative officers in that right. co-equal branch of government, those are the official documents of the House. And if you tear those up, you violated a specific statute in the criminal code. So there you go. So I, I used to watch Tucker every night. So I briefly recall that. Um, but I guess now I'm asking this question. Why wasn't anything done about that? Once again, they they might have an R and they might have a D and they might talk shit about each other when they're on Fox or when they're on MSNBC well, or shut up. I'm still talking or when they're on another news network and you might have Mike Johnson talking shit about Pelosi and Gates talking shit about this person and whoever talking shit about that person. But behind closed doors are all glad hanging and shaking hands and kissing babies and, you know, doing a big fucking circle jerk in the fucking rotunda there. In the meantime, you go on Fox News, Mike Johnson, say this stuff. You obviously have a case. Why didn't you all do something about it? So that's the thing about politicians, and that's the things that worries me about these situations. Now, the left's going to make you think one thing. The right's going to make you think another. Here's my thought process on this, and I could be wrong, so, you know, whatever. If this guy kind of came out of nowhere to get this job, okay, so he's MAGA Mike, he's, uh, he was endorsed by Trump, but he was, what, fourth or fifth person to finally put their name in the hat and get it, you know, or maybe more, I don't know, if you had Scalise, you had Jordan, you had uh, Byron Donald, you had Hemmer or Emmer or whatever his name was, and I think there was another person in there. And then you had him. So, 
<clears throat> to me, and I'm going to play a clip in just a minute here from Matt Gates. To me, it almost seems like this is who they wanted all along. And and I'm going to play, I'm going to clip you all to death here because, you know, it's easier for them to say it than me to read it. And while they're talking, I can drink whiskey. So this... <laughs> This is uh, some of his most recent records of uh, voting and stuff like that. And you'll kind of get an idea of who this person is. Aspects of his most recent voting record. You can see there he voted against, as Scott McFarland just said, certifying the 2020 presidential election. He voted against legalizing same-sex marriage. He voted against a Ukraine aid package in May of this year opposed the most recent continuing resolution in September to keep the government opening, and he was part of the legal team that defended former President Trump in the first impeachment hearing and trial in the Senate about issues related to Ukraine. So that's who this gentleman is. The recent voting that they did on the government spending bill, he voted against it. He's against giving money to Ukraine. He defended Trump, like literally defended Trump. That's why. Now you can ask the question, why? Well, I'm guessing that the Republicans, and especially the quote-unquote MAGA Republicans, and Trump are trying to, uh, I guess for a better lack of term, we'll call it cornering the market. Now, if you have... Think about it like this. The whole, pretty, I think pretty much the whole time Trump was, no, maybe it was, I think McCarthy was speaker when Trump took office, but that changed to halfway through and it was, uh, no, Sagittis, whatever her name is, I can't, Pelosi. Um, if, think how bad things were, even with McCarthy in there, because McCarthy, you can smile and say all these things, but I think deep down inside, McCarthy couldn't stand Trump. And we know Pelosi couldn't. So you had a rough four years. Is And in my opinion, and I mean, this isn't the, the Trump fanboy show, although it sounds like it. I get that. But nonetheless, you as an American, and if you happen to stumble upon this, this particular show and you've never heard this show in your life, and you're uh, anti-Trump and you're Trump sucks and Biden's the best and whatever... I mean, chances are you've already moved on from the show, if that's the case, but whatever. You've got to admit, you've got to, in your heart of hearts, admit that things weren't that bad under Trump. If you take all the the bullshit and rhetoric and all the talking heads media bullshit out of his out of his uh, his four year run and all the fake impeachment inquiries and you know whatever if you take all of that out because in the in the long run it had nothing to do with us had nothing to do with america it had to do with him and the pissing match he had between him and everyone else the things had to do with me and you the regular people in this country not the elites not the one percent just the joe schmoes and you know the getter duns that just go to work every day Stock market was in pretty good shape. I know it's in decent shape now, but it's in decent shape for a different reason. Um, and me, as a regular American, I'd like to see the market be in good shape to help my 401k and help my stock and all that stuff. But it also helps when the economy's in good shape. And we've talked about this, and other shows have talked about this, about how a lot of Americans are getting by by using credit cards, which, oh, by the way, uh, I think the average credit card rate's just under 30%. So if you have a credit card and you have a balance on that thing and you're not paying it off every month, you're getting charged 20 30% interest. And when Trump was in office, you probably didn't have to use that credit card as much unless you were making some sort of a big purchase. When I say people are using their credit cards more, I'm talking about going to the grocery store, getting gas for their vehicles, right? Which you probably, unless you have a car that you can get points on when you get gas or whatever. I mean, that's what I do. But nonetheless, you these are people that 
get paid and they're probably living week to week and or paycheck to paycheck, whatever, and they can't afford groceries, so they're putting it on a credit card. They're you know they they want to have a night out because God forbid we've never been able to go out in two months because things have been so tough and we'd go out and dinner and we put it on the credit card. And I'm not knocking you for that. I think everyone needs to enjoy their life. But it wasn't like that when Trump was in. So when I say I think they're cornering the market, you're going to have a pro-Trump speaker. They're doing this under the guise that they hope to God that there is actually a red wave this go around because they talked about it two year or you know a year and a half ago that oh, it's going to be a year a red, red wave. We're going to have all these people, and we took the house back. Yeah, but it wasn't a wave like they were expecting. So I think they're rolling the dice on how shitty everything's been going lately, economy and so on and so forth, housing markets and whatnot. And they're rolling the dice on the fact that the American people are sick of this shit and they're going to start voting out some of these Democrats. And it's not that you got to vote out a bunch. you got to hope that the 220 or whatever it is that are there now maintain, not that all, not that everybody's running, but you know what I'm saying, um, and maybe pick up 10 or 12 or whatever. Because there is a magic number. I don't I don't know what that number is off the top of my head because I really wasn't planning on talking about this, but here we are. If you're new to the show, you'll learn. <laughs> um, whatever that magic number is, you, you would really want to get to that, and that magic number is you don't really need the Democrats to do or say anything because you're going to pass whatever you want. I, I, I want to say it might be 250 or 260, somewhere around there. But nonetheless, so you'd have to pick up, uh, you know, a nice little chunk of uh, of Republicans. But anyway, that's my personal opinion on why they picked this guy. Um, Jim Jordan, in my opinion, I don't think he really wanted it. I think he was kind of coerced into doing it. I think Byron Donalds would have been a fine speaker, and he's very pro-Trump. Um, Scalise, I think he's too much of a politician. And the other guys, I don't really know. Uh, having done a little bit of research on uh, Mike Johnson here, I think I think that's the guy they wanted all along. Low key, no one really knows who he is, but they know who he is. So Matt Gates was on uh, Steve Brennan's show. I think it was yesterday, and magically enough, the motherfucking thing is gone. Are you fucking kidding me? God bless America. Christ in heaven, I swear to God. You know, you know, I really I really try to prepare and I really try to do and try and be professional of, of some sort. I know I curse and I know I drink whiskey and I know I do these things and I know and I know and I know. And you know what? I don't care because it's, you know, it's my life. It's my life. And I, I gotta go to work. Not soon, because I wouldn't be drinking right now, but uh shortly. I guess that's the same as soon, Don. Oh, I'm trying to find the video, so I'm talking and trying to find the video at the same time. Um, <clears throat> I got to go to bed soon, is what I meant to say, because I got to be up in like seven hours. So, anywho, Matt Gates was on uh, Steve Brennan's show, Bannon's show, I'm sorry, War Room. Um, and let me just breeze through this. House Republicans have been in turmoil for more than three weeks as the conference scrambles to rally behind a House Speaker candidate. Many for a vote after vote on who would be the next nominee. Now, Representative Matt Gates is revealing what went on behind closed doors. Gates, who is leading ousting of the former Speaker McCarthy earlier this month, appeared on Trump ally Steve Bannon's War Room podcast on Wednesday to detail how Representative Mike Johnson was selected as the fourth Speaker designate since McCarthy's removal. Johnson, a little-known conservative in Louisiana, was named the party's top choice for Speaker late Tuesday. Representative Tom Emmer dropped his bid hours after securing the nominations. Emmer, as well as Representative Steve Scalise and Jim Jordan, have struggled to find broad support among their colleagues. Johnson appeared to unite the House GOP. Gates said uh, things began picking up steam after Emmer stepped out as a nominee and Representative Mark Mariano. Mal <laughs> Molly Narrow, Molly Narrow, suggested that instead of starting nomination process, uh, we should do a roll, you know, like a vote. 
And uh, basically what happened, and I'm not going to read this word for word, but basically they wanted to do a roll call vote because they were trying to do a secret vote and uh, trying to sneak in McCarthy. Okay. And the goal was that they figured if, if they did a secret vote that McCarthy would get about 100 votes. He ended up only getting like 33. And then um, Molinaro moved to waive the rules and do a, uh, a out loud. We, we want you to tell me who you're voting for. And there was one person that said, we can't do that. And that was McCarthy. When they finally did do that, no one voted for McCarthy. Now, this was uh, Matt Gates. I got like a little 30-second clip here. This was him on Steve Bannon. And the swamp is on the run. That's- MAGA is ascendant. And if, if you don't think that moving from Kevin McCarthy to MAGA Mike Johnson shows the ascendance of this movement and where the power in the Republican Party truly lies, uh, then then you're not paying attention. But they are, they are crying. They are hand-wringing and bedwetting over on K Street because we have an honorable, righteous righteous man uh who is about to take this position he's going to do great things for the country so that's why i think i mean he's pretty giddy about this i think i i want to believe it seems like to me like i said take it for what it's worth that scalise jordan i think all of that was fodder just for everyone to talk shit then you sneak in the guy that you really want no one really knows him. It's like, yeah, okay, we can go with him. So, obviously, there's a lot more to come on this. Um, I guess the big thing will be this. They have to vote on a spending bill, and they need to do it soon because I think they only have about 20 more days, if that much. What will be interesting is what happens because the left is saying now that they got their guy in there, they're going to shut down the government because they're not going to approve this. They're not going to approve giving money to Ukraine. They're not going to do whatever. He's already said that we should give money to Israel. I'm already against that because I'm tired of giving people money. I don't care who you are. I'm tired of it. We're broke. We're broke. Okay? Sorry, Israel, that you're going through this issue. Sorry. Okay? Sorry. Anyway. Um, words, right? So I think you, you're going to see a situation over the next week. And today being Thursday, you'll probably hear a little bit about it tomorrow. But next week, it'll be a barrage of, of Congress probably getting together. They're probably going to take a vote on the spending. They're going to, pro- you know, because like I said, they're running out of time. I think November 17th, I want to say, was the day. So you're talking a little more in two weeks, okay? So if nothing changes, then this past three weeks is all for nothing. (laughs) Shocker. Okay, what else we got here, Don? So if you haven't heard, I'm sure you have, because if you are watching news and they're not talking about Israel, uh, Israel, Palestine. If they're not talking about that. They're talking about this. There was a mass shooting last night in Maine, of, of all places. Yes, Maine. And I'm not bagging on Maine, but it's not like it's the most populated state. And we have to figure out what what is wrong with my computer. There it is. <laughs> and. What happened, and who's what, and why is this, and who's that, and why, why, why? Okay. So, this, so far, I guess I should say, because it is October, and I guess I shouldn't want to have to say it like this, because we wouldn't, shouldn't want any more mass shootings, or, or any bigger, for that matter. But now, this is the deadliest in this year in the U.S. The, uh... The attack in Lewiston, Maine, which is just outside of Portland, was the deadliest mass killing with at least 18 dead and uh, is the eighth deadliest since 06. Wednesday night shooting, also May 23, one of the deadliest years for mass killings and uh, with gun since 2006, according to data compiled by the Associated Press, US Today, blah, blah, blah. 
The post defines a mass killing as four or more dead. Uh, law enforcement officials in Maine are still searching for Robert Card. And as I'm recording this, it's just now 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Thursday. They, um, they still haven't found this person. They, they're, he's still on the run. Um, but they know who he is. He's uh, Robert Card, 40 of Bowden, Maine, the suspect. They believe is responsible for all the deaths. They did not know where his whereabouts are as of Thursday morning, or as of now, I should say. The manhunt for Card, whom police consider to be armed and dangerous, has lasted more than 16 hours and involved more than 100 investigators, according to Maine State Police. Thousands of residents in Lewiston and nearby towns remain under shelter-in-place advisory, with uh, many schools and businesses closed for public safety. Police advise residents in Maine and neighboring states not to approach Card. With 18 people confirmed dead. Um, at least 180 have now been killed in 2023 in mass killings with a gun. Uh, just seven shots surpassing the 186 deaths recorded in 2022. The deadliest year on record, according to data. There were 36 mass killings with a gun in 22 compared to 34 so far in 23. So... Uh, mass killings this year surged early with a violent winter and spring. Between January and May, there were 25 mass shootings with four or more dead, which included shooting in Monterey Park, California. The community began to celebrate the Lunar New Year at a Allen Premier Outlets shooting in Texas. Before Lewiston, the Monterey Park shooting was deadless in year, or this year, I should say, 17-year-old man named Hukantran killed 11 people at a ballroom dance studio there. Last shooting to leave uh, at least this many people dead was last year in Uvalde, Texas, where 18-year-old fatally shot 19 children and two teachers at Robb Elementary. So, who is Bob Johnson? What was the name again? Robert Carr? Can? Card? Robert Card. So, I'm not going to keep reading this article because I've watched enough of the news to clue you guys in. So, Robert Card, 20-year... Uh, Army veteran. I think he's still in, enlisted. He is in the National or the Reserves, I should say. Uh, he is a firearms instructor at a base up there. Now, here's the kicker. Now, you guys know, if you've been listening to the show, I am very much 100% anti-gun. No, I'm not anti-gun. I don't tread on America. I'm 100% pro Second Amendment. I'm 100% saying that every lawful U.S. citizen, let me clarify that, lawful U.S. citizen should be able to carry a gun wherever he or she would like to go. Period. Now, what do I mean by lawful? Now, you'll have some people, your hard, your staunch libertarians say that everyone should be able to carry a gun. And I disagree with that. If I'm convicted of uh of like domestic violence like abusive domestic violence or if i've been a, arrested or not even arrested but if i've been uh prosecuted for a violent crime whether it's against another man my wife my girlfriend my whatever then no i do not deserve to carry a gun i'm sorry hate me if you want cool i don't care if you are perceived as a violent character whether you're a man or a woman then you're a violent character. If you've been convicted by a jury of your peers for being that way, then it is what it is. I'm also going to say this about that. So in the state of Florida, we have what they call red flag laws. And um, I don't agree with those. And here's why. Now, most people will say, Don, you know, red flag laws is to keep the crazy people you know, at bay. And I, and I understand that. That's fine. Um, <clears throat> the problem I have with, with that bill is, is, okay, let me put it like this. If I were to go to the doctor, if I had a psychiatrist, right? And I'm, I'm, I'm a crazy guy and I need to go to a psychiatrist once a week, once a month, whatever. I mean, I don't, I'm saying if or when anyway, I'm joking. If I were to go to the doctor and told the doctor, you know, I'm not feeling right in the head. You know, I really feel like 
doing some bad things. I'm really feeling like, and this is obviously this isn't word for word what this Robert Card said, but he got to this point where he had envisioned days of going to the the base and shooting up the armory, shooting up the people on the base. Um, I would I would think my job as as a psychiatrist and and I, and I say this as a regular American I don't know the rules I don't know about HIPAA and I don't know about all this shit <clears throat> but I would think and the reason well hold on I would think that I, as a doctor I would say well you know Robert you need to just calm down and you know we, we can talk this through and we can do this and we can do that and here's some Xanax and here's this and here's that calm down everything will be fine but I might, <laughs> if I'm legally allowed to, and they, in my opinion, they should be. If you're a doctor and you have a patient and that person tells you that they feel a certain way and they're going to kill somebody, whether it's somebody or somebody's, that I, I think HIPAA rules should be out the window at that point. I think you should be obligated as the person that just got a confession to uh, that you're that you have a patient that feels like they might want to do this stuff. I feel like you should be obligated to tell the police. Now, that's a little different from red flag laws. I mean, it's kind of similar. There is that law, and that is part of it. But the bad thing about the red flag law is if you have a fight with your wife or your ex-wife or a girlfriend, ex-girlfriend or husband, ex-husband, whatever, and let's say you own a gun or five or ten or whatever. And let's say you have a closet full of ammunition. If you know somebody like that, you know, I mean, there's there's those people. They're, they're around. You're listening to one now. And um, if if that person, if I, if me and my wife were to have a fight, and I just, and, and not, not about anything in particular, just a fight about fighting. I'll, you know, blah, 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 I hate you, you hate me, fuck you, fuck me, blah, 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 whatever. And... You, you know, it's a nice big fight. And, you know, you, it's like... Getting to the point where you might be ending your marriage because of the fight. Okay? And then my wife could call the cops and say, look, my husband's crazy. He said this. He said that. He's got guns. He's got this. He's got that. And uh, the cops are then obligated to uphold that red flag law and come and take your guns with no due process. Because at this point, it's her word against yours. And that, to me, is 100% unfair. Now, I'll also say if, if me and her were to get into a fight, physical altercation, and I was to pistol whip her or, you know, something violent, physically violent like that, okay, I probably would understand. But when it's someone's word against someone else's word... And the cops are obligated to take that other person's word and just take your guns. I think that's bullshit. Because you really don't know the truth. Now, in this situation, with this guy, Robert Card, admitting to somebody, I don't know if the doctor or, or was a wife or girlfriend or whatever, that he had these inclinations of going to the army base and shooting up the place. But I'll say this about that. Much like most of your mass shootings that we talk about, especially your big ones, what is the common denominator? The subject was known by the FBI. The subject was known by the police. Now, in this case, I don't know that that's the case. But he was known to be a little, little not right. He had checked himself into a mental institute this past summer. Not that this is January and he did it five or six months ago. Not that that should matter, but it's only October. So you figure, what, two months ago he checked himself into a mental institute and that's where this revelation came about? Someone, obviously this guy who did the shooting, yes, should be held accountable. But if other people knew about this, it's not like he just said, I'm feeling a little crazy, I'm not feeling myself. You actually said... That you were going to go somewhere and shoot up the place. Granted, he didn't go to that place and do that. But he did go to a bowling alley and a bar and do that. Okay. Um, 18 dead so far. 12, I think 12, 13 wounded. 
They don't know where this guy's at. Army veteran, enlisted, whatever. Um, found his car by a boat ramp. You know, I'm not familiar with Maine and the territory, but if he's on that river, that river that runs through Maine where he was at, runs from the Atlantic to Canada. So, he could pretty much be anywhere. Um, so, hopefully, they find him. Now, my other problem with this situation, other than the people dying and all this stuff, is yes, he used the deadly AR. Now, I'm not going to go into a whole mass shooting list and what happened and who killed what and when, where, what. But not for nothing. I'm not trying to make excuses for Robert Card or whatever his name was. There was just a mass shooting three weeks ago, guys. You heard all about that one, right? Oh, you didn't? Why? Oh, because it was a, a domestic situation and I think a handgun or a shotgun was used. What, what have we said on this show however many times there's ever been a mass shooting or a shooting of any kind. If the gun doesn't fit, we're not going to talk about it. Okay? Obviously, this guy, there's video of him walking into the bowling alley with an AR-15, the deadly AR-15, and doing what he did. So, cue Kareen uh, diversity hire with her quotes and her wisdom as to uh, what should be done uh around gun security and all this other stuff. Do we have volume? We do not have volume. Publicly there it is. About his, where he sees his views ideologically, I'm not going to get ahead of that. And also, I'm not going to prejudge. I'm just not going to prejudge what the relationship is going to be like now that he's speaker. Which I'm just not... Because she's talking about the speaker. And I can't fast forward. I can't. Let me go to the Twitter machine, see if I can, if I can find her, her, uh, Kareem diversity higher. That doesn't come up. Hmm. Let me see if it's here. Shuddy. 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 No, that's not it either. That's a statement from Joe Poopy Pants McGillicuddy. Come on, man. I thought I had it. I didn't know she was going to go into a whole diatribe of... of... Uh, the dude. <laughs> the speaker guy. Mike Johnson. Kareen Jean Diversity Hire. How do you spell last name? Pierre. Because she's French, evidently. This little music montage is brought to you by... What am I drinking? Remus. Remus whiskey. George Remus. Come on, come on. Fucking A. I swear to God. You know, that's my life. This, this is my life. So... Yeah. Why can't I fast forward this? Come on, man. The president, as you know, is a president. It's not live. He believes on bringing both sides together. He has done that in the last two years. And so he wants to continue that. But as far as the speakership. Hey, you know what we didn't talk about? How come Biden has balls on his chin now? Did you notice that? You know, we and Chris were talking about this. I was like, because he has Xi Jinping's dick in his mouth, maybe? What do you think? <laughs> I'm trying to fill space here. I'm hoping they'll get to the whole. Uh, I'm going to speak to here right now. Why can't I find it? I don't care what she has to say about the speaker. I really don't care. I wanted to get to the whole uh, gun, Second Amendment. Uh, banning guns and how great Australia is, as she said. This is, this is what I get. I know this is riveting radio for you guys. I, I understand that, and you're welcome. See, but this is why the show is free, because of these things. Now, I also listen to much larger podcasts, and they fuck up, too. So, now, if I really gave a shit, I would pause 
what I'm doing and let this play. And let's see. Okay. Who cares about the new speaker? I've already talked about it. They want to know they want to do the D-time show, right? Come on, guys. It's like, uh, what's this White House video? Maybe I can fast forward this one. Or not fast forward this one. No. No. Do I click this? Maybe I click this. I, I clicked it. No, same, same thing. Same thing. Oh wait, here's a button here. Let me see. God, it was an hour fucking long. Right, let me mute what she's rambling on about here. Mute. Mutey. to start with a word about the horrific news out of Lewiston, Maine last night. I knew I'd find it. We saw another tragic shooting that has You're taken welcome. at least 18 lives, injured many others and left countless people in grief, shock and trauma. As the president said in a statement earlier today, he and the first lady are praying for the victims and their families, for those still fighting for their lives and for the families, survivors, and community members reeling from this latest act of gun violence. And importantly, we continue to urge all residents to heed the warnings and guidance of the local officials and federal law enforcement are on the ground to assist with the response. During the state dinner last night, the president was informed and stepped out to receive an initial briefing of the shooting. Later, he stepped out to speak with Maine Governor Janet Mills, as well as Senators Collins and King, and Congressman Jared Golden. He pledged full federal support in the wake of this horrific tragedy. This morning, the President received another briefing on the shooting from senior advisors, and he ordered that the U.S. flag be flown half-staff at the White House and upon all public buildings and grounds out of respect for all the victims as well. So I want to echo the president's sentiments on this tragedy, tragedy and the epidemic of gun violence in general. This is not normal. We cannot accept this. There have been literally hundreds of mass shootings in the last year alone, leaving empty seats at dinner tables across the country and leaving those who survive these heinous acts both physically and mentally scarred. And while we have made progress since the president signed the Bipartisan Communities, Safer Communities Act into law, mo mo much more, much more must be done. And the president has been clear that executive action alone is just not enough. As the president, as the vice president who oversees the newly established Office of Gun Violence and Prevention, stated during today's state luncheon. I'm, I know many of you watched very closely as well, and she said, it, does not, it doesn't have to be this way. As our friends in Australia have demonstrated, again, it does not have to be this way. It's within Congress's power to pass legislation that will make our streets safer, that will make our community safer, that will make our schools safer. The House has a new speaker who, who, who he said, he said he's ready to, to get to work and to find common ground. Now is the time. Now is the time to find common ground. Let's work together to ban assault weapons and high capacity magazines. Let's work together to enact universal background checks, require safe storage of guns, and keep guns out of the hands of criminals and dangerous individuals who have no business being armed with a weapon of war. The president will continue to do everything in his power to protect the American people, to protect our communities, to protect our children. And we urge, we urge congressional Republicans to come to the table, to come to the table if there truly is common ground at this time. 
With that, as you all know, I am joined uh, today in the briefing room by the Director of National Economic Council, uh, Lael Brainard, to discuss the GDP report that you all saw this morning and any other economic, uh, economic news that's out there. With that, Lael. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Yep, that's 100% true. So once again, deadly IR, we have something to talk about, we have something to focus on, we have the deadly black weapon that kills all these people, and we're ignoring the, the subject that should be talked about in this situation. It has nothing to do with the motherfucking gun, you dumb, stupid cunt. This dude had mental issues okay now was he did he have ptsd i don't know according to news media he hadn't seen live action so it's hard to believe that he had ptsd the news as it was breaking last night when i was getting ready for work speculation arose that you know with all the stuff you're seeing on tv with war and all this palestine shit that maybe it triggered something with this guy. Uh, come to find out, he didn't actually, he wasn't in country. He never went to overseas. So probably not the case. He might have just had fucking mental issues. There are people that have never been in the military, that have never been in country, that have never seen a, well, I shouldn't say that because we live in America and there's telling them here, but no, you know what I'm saying. They've never dealt with those kind of issues to have PTSD. So you can't just be in the military of whatever branch and because you served 4, 8, 10, 12, 1500, whatever years and say that you have PTSD just because you were in the military. It doesn't work like that. In my personal opinion, I think it takes a horrific event for you to be able to have that. I also believe that you can have PTSD from not being in the military. You can have it from other situations in your life. There are It's post-traumatic stress disorder. It's not, I was in Afghanistan, stress disorder. Okay? <laughs> uh, and this guy was in the military. He was a reservist. But his issues had nothing to do with that. It had something to do with something totally different. But instead of focusing on that problem, we're worried about the gun. Instead of focusing on the fact that someone knew prior to this incident that he had feelings like this because he checked himself into a mental... Well, if he was in a mental facility, Don, how did he have a gun? Exactly. He probably bought the gun a year ago, five years ago, ten years ago. I don't know. He probably had the gun. He just checked himself into a mental facility a few months ago. It should have been at that point that someone should have done something. Not after 18 people dead and 12 people injured. Anywho, I'm sure there'll be more on this to come. And I'll be here to bring it to you. So, with that being said, guys. You guys, today is Thursday. October 26th, please make sure, 2023, I should say, make sure that whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, you're following the show, you subscribe, it doesn't cost you a penny, you're welcome, and then also make sure you check out that DTOM store, Christmas is coming up, hey, I'll tell you this too, I didn't say this earlier, Christmas, Christmas is coming up, DTOM store, guys, I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, when you buy something from the DTOM store, I make money. Please go. No, I'm joking. When you buy something, I get an alert from Shopify. They say, hey, Bob Johnson bought something from your store. So as soon as I go in there and confirm Bob Johnson's order, I transfer his order to the maker of the product, and it's done. The few people that have bought something from the store can attest to what I'm about to tell you. Okay? Barring them being out of that particular product, which you'll know when you order, but barring that situation, I think it's about a week. Now, you say, why does it take a week? That's a long time. Why don't they just pull the shirt and mail it to me, man? 
They gotta make the motherfucker. Alright? Everything's made from fucking scratch. Okay? So if you order something today, uh, and and we have music playing for... Where is that coming from? What the fuck is going on here? God damn it. I swear to fucking God. Let's just randomly play a goddamn fucking video when I'm trying to close the goddamn show. Son of a bitch. Anyway. Uh... I'll get the email today, tomorrow, whatever. When I wake up in the morning, I'll see an email. Hey, Bob Johnson bought a t-shirt. I get on the computer. Bob Johnson approved. Send it over to printing. Tomorrow, they start making the motherfucker. It probably will get shipped out on Tuesday. And you'll probably have it by next Friday. I'm serious when I tell you this. It's that quick. And it's made right then. It's not like there's 100,000 shirts in a warehouse somewhere. It's made. Made for you. Okay? So please, check it out, guys. Check us out on social media. We're Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker. Uh, DTOM underscore 1775 on the Twitter X machine. And DTOM, uh, I'm sorry, Don't Tread on America.com on the interweb. Hit me up. Check me out. Share this show with your friends, guys. You have a fantastic rest of your Thursday. And I'll talk to you again on Sunday.